Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Don Sprovic. I am actually solo today. Uh, my guys aren't feeling too good today, um, but it's all good, man. We're still going to get to it. Hey, it's the playoffs. It's finally here. Hopefully, you're in the playoffs. Um, if you're not, it's all good. You know, still continue to take in this, this fantasy info. Um, so for today, you know, since I'm solo, I'm just going to give you guys a playoff preview going into week 14. I know we're technically still in week 13. We've got the Ravens and the Cowboys playing tonight. Um, hopefully I can uh, get out of here a little bit early. That way I can catch the game. I don't know if you guys can see, but I'm actually rocking the belt. Uh, so this is actually from uh, one of my dynasty leagues. I'm actually going to have to give this up. I actually uh, am not in the playoffs in that league, so I got to rock the belt while I still got it. But it's all good. I'm going to get it back. So I'll uh, let you guys see that real quick. Um, but for today's episode with the redraft show, I want to go ahead and just take a look at some games. Um, of course, we already know to start the studs week in, week out. So let's look at some. Know, positional two guys or or some positional three guys that you may be on the fence about that way we can help you a win a championship so that's the goal take it week by week um it's not necessarily a scenario where we're like hey we told you to play this guy he's going to be you know a league winner and all this other good stuff because at the end of the day let's be honest it takes luck to win fantasy you know doing a championship so our goal is to just put you in the best position to be successful um so with that being said let's let's uh, hop into the sleeper app and let's just take a look at a couple games and go from there. So hopefully you guys can see my screen. All right. I do want to start with this uh, Thursday night game. We got New England and the Rams. So let's uh, take a closer look at that. Cam Newton, man, he actually had a good game uh, this past week um, coming off, you know, the game against the Chargers, man. And you never know what, what you're going to get out of Cam. He's up and down. Um, but, of course, uh, this week he got the Rams. I am expecting that game to be a little bit more tougher. Um, I do expect Cam to have to use his legs a little bit more. I don't think he's going to be able to just sling the ball. But overall, I'm comfortable with Cam Newton um, this week um, as far as if he's starting for you. Um, you know, for me, he's a QB, too, this week. But again, going up against that Rams offense, we all know the Rams can put up points. Sean McVay's offense, you know, they can be high octane. They can get points up quickly, especially with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and they're getting that run game going. So definitely expecting Cam to – have the ball a lot in his hands and scoring on the ground and, you know, making some passes here and there. But for the most part, um, Cam's not to keep up. So I like Cam this week from a, uh, from a fantasy playoff standpoint. All right, let's take a look at the running back. So for right now, for me, if you ask me, the running back to roster in that New England running back room is Damian Harris. Um, he's been getting the volume as of lately, as you guys can see. You know, 16 carries, 14 carries. He's getting the bulk of the carries, man. So I like Damian Harris, um, especially as a flex play this week in the fantasy playoffs. And again, they're going up against the Rams. They're going to want to keep Sean McVay's offense off the field, expecting them to utilize that ground game. Um, so, yeah, I definitely like Damian Harris this week. Hopefully he uh, can hit the end zone. All right, let's look at the receiving game. And actually, to be honest, I don't trust any wide receivers right now in the New England passing game. Um, one week, it could be a Demir Bird week. Next thing you know, it could be a Gunner. I'm not even going to butcher his last name, but he went off last week. And then occasionally you'll find a kill Harry hit the end zone. And, of course, you still got Jacoby Myers. So I'm staying away from all Patriots wide receivers, uh, especially for the playoffs. I definitely need some more, um, some more stability as far as in that passing game. So. If you have to run any Patriots, let's just leave it at Cam Newton and also Damian Harris. All right, let's flip over to the Rams. Jared Goff, he's been hot. 
Um, actually, like Jared Goff, he's QB 14 right now, so he's a QB two. Um, you know, he's hot right now, so uh, you definitely got to play him from my perspective. Of course, uh, he has Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and you know, he had those tight ends between Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Um, those guys can find the end zone, and of course, on the ground game, he has Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers. But all in all, they're throwing that ball, as you guys can see. You know, against Arizona, he threw the ball 47 times. So I love that kind of volume. That means there's going to be a lot of opportunity. Um, of course, again, they're playing against New England. Um, so I'm expecting them to run the ball too. But we all know the only thing they run in L.A. is the play action. So we're going to see a lot of play action off the edge. That's just what they do. So, yeah, I, li I like Jared Goff this week. All right. So now let's let's look at their running back situation. Cam Akers, man, he's the guy that I'm comfortable with as far as a flex play. It looks like they want to give him that backfield. Uh, let's look at his carries. I'm trying to see. So he actually had nine. Well, actually, let me scroll down. We got the wrong spot. They gave him 21 carries uh, this past week. So that's very, very promising. He, he also hit the end zone. So it looks like they want to give him that backfield in terms of the ground game. He has 62% of the snaps. So we see that right there. I mean, again, they're going up against a Bill Belichick team. So I'm expecting that game to be physical. I'm expecting the Rams to run the ball and also still utilize the play action in the passing game. I like Cam Akers uh, this week. If you have some Darrell Henderson, um, I'm not mad at it as far as, you know, if you have him in your lineup, but I would just temper your expectations, keep him as a flex. So, of course, they still uh, kept him involved. Um, so let's scroll down and see how he did this past week as far as with number of attempts and volumes. He actually only had three carries, but he took advantage of them. So as you can see, you know, he did find the end zone. He had a big run. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. And he did. He's shown he can break a home run. So if you're playing Darrell Henderson, I'd play him as a flex. If you have Cam Akers, I like I actually like Cam Akers as an RB too. All right, let's look at this uh, wide receiver room. Of course, you got Cup and Woods. Hey, those are plug and play. They should be in your lineup every week, especially for the fantasy playoffs. So we're not going to spend too much time there. And then as far as the tight ends, man, I'm actually staying away from the tight ends for the L.A. Rams. Tyler Higby, this is my guy. I planted my flag for him, but I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a miss, man, for me. So I know he uh, hit the end zone this past weekend, but you just never know what week he's going to hit the end zone. We're talking about the fantasy playoffs. That's just too much risk that I'm not willing to take on. So I'm sitting all Rams tight ends. Same for Gerald Everett, man, so. All right, let's uh let's uh, keep it pushing. So let's look at this Denver and Carolina game. So of course Drew Locke, he was back in action uh, this past week. Man, I don't, I don't know. Drew, for me, Drew Locke, he just it's, it's it's just so much inconsistency. He's up and down. Um, I know he's in the AFC West, and of course he went up against the Chiefs. And you know I would expect them to run the ball a little bit more just to keep that Chiefs offense off the field. But I'm staying away from Drew Locke in the playoffs. I'm just going to leave it at that. We're staying away from Drew Locke. But let's talk about this Broncos running back room. So Melvin Gordon, as you guys saw, he actually had a nice game this past week. So he actually had over 100 yards, uh, 15 carries. Um, so, of course, he looks to be the lead back right now. But, of course, you see the 50% of the snap. So it's still a committee. Um, Philip Lindsay's still involved. But hey, you can't go wrong either way. Um, but it looks like Melvin Gordon is the back to own right now in that Denver Broncos backfield. So if you have him going into this Carolina game, I like it. As you guys can see, he's projected to have a nice game. All right, let's look at Philip Lindsay. So if you have some Philip Lindsay, is he a flex play? 
And and real quick, going back to Melvin Gordon, I like him as an RB2 this week. So, all right, let's scroll down to Philip Lindsay. Let's look at what he did this past week. So, of course, he played 40% of the snaps, so the volume is there to get him to carry. So, hey, he had 14 carries last week. He's playing 40% of the snaps. I'm comfortable with running him as a flex if you have to. Um, definitely weigh your options, but if it comes down to it, if you don't have any other options, I like Philip Lindsay um, this week as a flex play. So, but again, explore your options. If you don't have any other options out there, then go with Philip because as you can see, we'll take 14 carries. And again, it's all about the opportunity. So, 14 carries, that's 14 touches in the game. I'll take that all day long. If you tell me I have a running back that has 14 chances to do something with the ball and to put up points. All right, let's look at this Broncos wide receiver room. Man, Jerry Judy, man, he's the rookie. You know, everyone was hype about coming in this offseason, but he just hasn't really been getting going, man. So I'm actually staying away. Um, but let's bounce over and look at the other rookie, K.J. Hamler. He's been getting some involvement, but he can be up and down as well. In terms of the rookies, I like K.J. Hamler over Jerry Judy. Um, but to be honest, I'm staying away from – all Broncos wide receivers right now, except for Tim Patrick. So let's look at Tim Patrick. He actually caught two touchdowns this past week, if you guys saw. Let me scroll up. Here we go. Hey, Tim Patrick's doing a nice job stepping in for the injured Cortland Sutton. So, of course, uh, next season, that's going to be Cortland Sutton's throw. But as of right now, hey, we're just going to take advantage the time that he has. So, of course, he had four catches. He went four for four, two touchdowns, had a big game. I'm expecting Tim Patrick to still be involved. So, I like Tim Patrick as a flex play. Now, who do I trust in that Denver Broncos passing game? Man, let's go down to the tight end, Noah Fant. Drew Locke's favorite target. He stays involved. The volume's there. Um, as you guys can see, last week against Kansas City, he had seven targets. He only caught four passes. But, hey. Still had nine points. That's the tight end position. The Broncos have remained in a negative game script. That's just been a thing for them all year. We have to throw. And no offense, been a safety blanket for Drew Locke at the QB position. All right, let's hop over to this uh, Carolina room. So, of course, Christian McCaffrey's back. That's a no-brainer. I mean, he's plug and play. You play Christian if he's on the field. Um, arguably, you know, the best running back in the league right now. So if you got Christian, you play him. That's a no-brainer. I'm sitting Mike Davis, of course, because, hey, if Christian's out there, he's the workhorse. So you don't need Mike Davis. All right, let's jump down to the wide receiver room. Of course, DJ Moore is out with COVID. Uh, so hopefully he recovers soon. Um, but I will say this. I know he's been kind of up and down. At least we don't have to deal with guessing if this is going to be a DJ Moore week. So he's out this week. Um, so, so based on that, you can sit him and the two wide receivers I am comfortable running this week out of that room, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. So, of course, you know, Curtis Samuel stepped up with Christian McCaffrey being out. But now that DJ Moore is out, I'm expecting Curtis to be involved this week and also uh, Robbie Anderson. So I like Curtis as a flex play this week. I'm just giving DJ Moore is out. And then also like Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver two this week. Um, so I know he had a hot start. You know, he was literally a wide receiver one. I mean, he was in the top 12. Um, but of course, he's taken a dip since then. So right now he's, you know, wide receiver 16 in PPR. That's a wide receiver two. So again, he should be in your lineups this week. And we're staying away from the tight ends. 
for Carolina, but let's talk about Teddy Bridgewater. I actually like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so especially with Christian coming back, we know they're going to utilize the dink and dump to Christian, and we already know Christian can create. So I like Teddy Bridgewater this week in the fantasy playoffs um, if you don't have any other options. And, of course, Teddy's a QB too. But, again, Christian's back, and we all know they like to throw screens to him. They like to throw to him underneath, and Christian just finds the end zone. So Teddy Bridgewater should be in your lineups this week. All right, let me just shop back over here, make sure there's no questions or comments. All right, what's up, Dan? He said he's just uh, he's just listening. All right, appreciate you hopping on. Okay, let's uh, let's see here. Let's let's uh, jump down. Let's see. All right, let's check out my coats. Coats in the in the Raiders. Philip Rivers. Desperation play. Um, I'm staying away from Phil in the fantasy playoffs. That's that's just kind of been the theme all year. He's been a QB two all year, so. We're not going to spend too much time there, but let's talk about these Colts running backs. Of course, we know it's been a committee all year. Naeem Himes, he's been up and down. Jonathan Taylor's been up and down. So who's the running back to play? Um, I actually like Naeem Himes as a flex, only because we all know the Colts run a committee. So, of course, you know, last week against Houston, he played 32% of the snaps. He only had six carries, but he's involved in the passing game. Um, so they're going to keep him involved in the passing game. So just based off the Passing volume alone and in a passing game, we all know Nain Himes can find the end zone. I like Nain Himes as a flex play. But let's talk about the guy who I really like this week. I like Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's coming back, of course, off the COVID list, and he had a big game uh, this past week against Houston. So, of course, caught that, you know, that he had that big pass, that, that catch that he had and ran, got to see the speed. Um, he had 13 carries for 91 yards. Um, that's solid, averaging seven yards a carry. He played 48% of the snaps. Notice before he went out, he had 55% of the snaps. So it looks like this backfield was trending towards being Jonathan Taylor's. Of course, it's still a committee. But if you give me a guy that's over 50% of the snaps in the committee, that's a guy who I want in my lineup as an RB2. So Jonathan Taylor should be in your lineups. Um, again, he hit the end on this past week. Before the COVID week, he was already trending over the 55, 50% of the snaps. So I like that. It's pretty promising. Let's talk about these close wide receivers. I know T.Y. had a game, but T.Y. always dominates the Houston Texans. That's just what he does. So I'm actually uh, staying away from T.Y. Um, for this week. It's just too risky. I'm not going to go off the one game. And, again, if you look back at the history, he just always dominates the Houston Texans. Of course, he had all those targets. You know, he had 11 targets for eight catches over 100 yards. That's the T.Y. we know. Uh, we already know he's capable of that, but it's just too risky. So as you can see, after having that nice game, he said the wide receiver 49. That's too risky for me in the fantasy playoffs. All right, how do we feel about Michael Pittman? So, of course, we know he started to emerge. I'm okay with playing Pitt Pittman in the flex. Um, so, of course, you know, look back at that Tennessee week. He had nine targets. I like that. So, for me, that tells me Phillip Rivers, he looks for the big target. He likes Michael Pittman. He trusts him. Look at the snap percentage, over 85% of the snaps. That's solid. He's going to be out there on the field. He's going to stay out there. He's involved in the run blocking game. Um, so if you can you know, hold it down in the run run game, you're going to stay out there on the field for the pass game. So I still like Michael Pittman. Um, for me, I'm okay with running him as a flex. I'm just going to temper the expectations. He should be in your lineup as a flex play. Just given Phillip Rivers, you know, he's a point guard out there. You know, we all know Pittman gets his targets. Zach Pascal gets his targets. T.Y. gets his targets. Trey Burton gets his targets. Naeem Himes gets his targets. So he's playing He's playing point guard out there. So just based on that, 
you know, I just got to make these coach guys flex plays. All right, let's bounce over to the Raiders. So, of course, uh, we all just saw Derek Carr beat the Jets, even though the Jets gave them a gimme uh, by calling that cover one. So that was a terrible, terrible play call. But do what you got to do to lock up Trevor Lawrence, I guess. Um, but, of course, he had a big game, you know, against the, the Jets. But Derek Carr has been up and down for me. Man, he plays, of course, my Colts. I'm staying away from Derek Carr against my Colts. Colts, you know, they have a nice defense where I know what they can do. Derek Carr has just been up and down. You know, he even had a negative game, you know, the previous week, and he's just too up and down. I'm not willing to risk it. And, you know, of course, he just dominated the Jets, so as he should. So I will look for other options at the QB position. Let's look at Josh Jacobs. He's apparently he's out, still out. Okay, yep, so he's out for week 14. All right, so we all know Josh is out for week 14. We know that hurts, so we're not going to spend too much time there. Devontae Booker. He put up a dud this past week. We thought he was going to step in and be a plug and play for Josh Jacobs, but that wasn't the case. So uh, I'm actually dropping Devontae Booker. I'm not starting him, especially against the Coast defense, especially with Forrest Buckner back in the lineup, especially with Darius Leonard out there. That front seven is nasty. We can drop Devontae Booker. Let those other guys and other gals pick up Devontae Booker because they see Josh Jacobs is out. Let them deal with the disappointment of getting an early exit out the playoffs chasing a potential starter all right who can we trust in the wide receiver room for the Raiders I know Ruggs caught that game winning touchdown but hasn't been consistent it looks like they're trying to get him going um if you're desperate like if you have a if you need a desperate desperate play if you're trying to have a boomer bust desperate play I'm okay with Henry Ruggs in the flex but I'm looking for other options so if you don't have any other options outside of that you take the boomer bust play with Ruggs but I'm not expecting too much this week, especially against the Colts. Hunter Renfro, I actually like him this week. Um, again, Colts are a tough defense. Games like this, this is where, where your Hunter Renfro's and your Cole Beasley's and these slot guys do their damage. So I actually like Hunter, Hunter Renfro this week. Let's look at what he did uh, against the Jets. You know, of course, uh, he had four catches, for six yards. So hey, we'll take it um, as far as a, as a flex play. All right, let's talk about the man. So Darren Waller, he just had a monster game. He's currently the number two tight end in PPR. If you got you some Darren Waller, he's a set it and forget it type of guy. You're confident. You know, if the other team, if you look across at their lineup, they have Travis, Travis Kelsey. You're not worried about it when you got Darren Waller on your side. So I'm trying to scroll down and look at the points. But as you guys can see, he just had a 45 point game against the Jets. 17 targets. That's crazy for a tight end. Two touchdowns, 200 yard game. We're talking about a tight end, not a wide receiver. He's the number one pass catcher in that offense. It's just one of those situations where the tight end, Darren Waller, who's basically an oversized athletic receiver that can run, he's a mismatch. So you got you some Darren Waller, you're feeling confident about the playoffs. All right, we got a couple more minutes before we get to this four-minute offense. So I'm just going to highlight a couple of things. Um, so, of course, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he's a starter now. So um, if you missed that announcement, Carson Wentz has been benched. Jalen Hurts is the starter. I don't know how I feel about Jalen Hurts this week, only because he's going up against the Saints. Um, that's not going to be an easy task. But if you're in a two QB league, I'm okay with running Jalen Hurts as my number two QB. Um, if you're desperate at the QB position, uh, you know, basically I said stay away from Derek Carr. You know, stay away from who else? Who's some other guys? Probably stay away from Philip Rivers, who I mentioned. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. So if you're in those type of scenarios, definitely run some Jalen Hurts. Um, but for the most part, I would stay away, given he has a tough matchup. Um, against the Saints. 
Let's talk about uh, Miles Sanders. Man, he's he hasn't looked good with Wentz, but there's new life just given Jalen Hurts is stepping in. So, man, if you look at that offense, the Eagles offense came to life with Hurts in there. So I'm actually I actually do like Miles Sanders um, this week, especially in a passing game. Saints front seven are usually pretty tough against the run. So I wouldn't expect, you know, too many yardage from Miles in the run game. But hopefully Hurts gets his running back involved in the passing game and we can just gobble up those PPR points. But I would taper your expectations for Miles Sanders as an RB2, borderline flex play. All right, who's the wide receiver to own? Okay, we saw Jalen Rager. Um, he actually returned a punt, and he also caught a nice pass from, from Jalen Hurts. So I'm expecting the rookies to keep that connection going. I like Jalen Rager as a flex play. And he's a playmaker, as you guys saw, he's involved in special teams. I'm staying away from everyone else. My guy, Travis Fogum, has fallen off. He had a hot start, but for some reason, they're still running on Jeffrey. I don't know if they're just feeling you know, obligated, given they've got this veteran who they paid and they're invested in. But So just based on that, it's cutting into Travis, Travis's opportunity. Um, so he'll have limited action, but I'm benching him. Dallas Goddard, he's the man. So, of course, uh, he's been balling uh, as of recently. Let's look at what he's done over the past couple of weeks. So going back to this uh, Green Bay game, he has seven targets. Green Bay usually handles the tight ends pretty well, but Goddard still was able to have, you know, 11 points. We'll take that at the tight end position. Look back the week prior, Seattle, 10 targets, seven catches, touchdown. So hey, against New Orleans, I'm expecting Jalen Hurts to lean on his tight end as a safety blanket over the middle. I'm expecting him to lean on Miles Sanders in the short passing game. So you should definitely fire up Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders just from that standpoint. Let's check in on Zach Ertz. I know he's been hurt. He's back. Looks like he's uh, back in action. Yeah, so if you got some Zach Ertz, I'd play him as far as as a tight end, you know, if you don't have any other options. And again, usually with the tight end position, it's usually pretty thin. So the top seven, top seven uh, guys at that spot are, you know, usually pretty solid. So you can't go wrong with Zach Ertz if you don't have any other options. All right, real quick, let's bounce over to the Saints. Taysom Hill, man, and I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect him to hold it down for the injured Drew Brees, but he's been getting it done. So you got to roll with the hot hand if you got some Taysom Hill. If you're in, uh, you know, those ESPN leagues, if you got them at the tight end spot, getting those QB positions, and no, I'm just kidding. I know they uh, clean that up, but I'm okay with running Taysom Hill this week. So he's hot. Uh, you got to keep it going. So he's plug and play as of right now. Alvin Kamara, he's taking a dip, but looks like he's starting to get going again. I'm um, coming off this last week, so looks like they're starting to get in rhythm with Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. So, of course, they got him involved. He had 15 carries. You got to play Alvin. There's nothing to think about. Don't overthink it. So. And again, Philly does have a tough front seven as well. Um, so hopefully Alvin gets going more in the in the passing game. Let's talk about uh, Latavius, Latavius Murray. He's been getting a lot of carries as of lately. Let's just take a peek at what he's done the previous week. So, yeah, he only had five carries against the Falcons. This might be a Latavius Murray week. I'll be honest. Uh, again, given Philly's tough up front, you know, they're going to be exerting all their energy to slow down and stop Alvin Kamara. Hey, when Latavius comes in to spell him, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks a run. So I'm actually calling Latavius a flex play this week. It just feels like a, a Latavius Murray week. So I'm going to plant my flag for Latavius Murray as a flex. 
Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. He's going to do what he does. He needs to be in your lineup. And then the only other pass catcher to look at here is Jared Cook. So he found the end zone last week, I believe. Yep, he did. So shout out to Jared Cook. Um, you know, he's a guy. He's a streaming option. I like it. I'm just giving again. The Eagles have a tough front seven. They're going to be committed to slowing down the run with Alvin Kamara. They're going to be committed to slowing down Taysom Hill, who can run. I like Jared Cook. All right, so we got five more minutes. I'm just going to hit on a couple games real quick. I'm not going to go too in-depth. Baker Mayfield just had a nice game against the Titans. We expect him to do that. Can he do it against the Ravens? Can he do it against the Steelers? So I'm not expecting too much from Baker this week. If you got Baker, I would be careful with chasing those points that he put up against Tennessee. Um, Usually these uh, division games are a little bit tighter and closer. Where I know the Ravens, they know their division rival you know, pretty well. So I would temper your expectations with Baker and I'm expecting the Browns to run the ball a lot, especially with uh, Nick Chubb and Hunt. So I'm staying away from Baker this week. It's just too risky for fantasy. All right. Hopefully you guys are in the playoffs. Um, And again, you know, our goal is to just put you in in the best position to win. And, and to dominate the playoffs. But uh, before we get into this four-minute offense, which is probably going to be a two-minute offense since I'm a one-man show today, be sure to follow me at Chief Sosa FF. Be sure to follow the podcast, Dynasty Bros FF. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast, Dynasty Bros FF, wherever you listen. Um, subscribe to the YouTube. Join the Facebook group, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast, where you can catch the weekly redraft episodes during 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 this season. And then, of course, uh, in the offseason, that's when we're heavy dynasty. So, if you're out of the playoffs, that's the beauty of dynasty football. We play year round. So if you're out, that means you most likely have a high draft pick. So you can start getting excited for these rookies that are coming out, whether that's a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields or a, a Najee Harris or Travis Etienne. So that's the beauty of being in dynasty. And especially if you don't make the playoffs, you're most likely looking at a high draft pick. Um, but if you are in the playoffs and hey, keep it going, keep dominating, set your lineups with confidence. And Hey, I hope you guys uh, bring it home. So, I got a couple ads and drops. We're not going to spend too much time. We're going to call it the two-minute offense today. Let me just uh, pull up my notes real quick. All right. The first ad, and he's most likely already on some rosters, but you just never know. J.D. McKissick, um, so running back for the Washington football team. Of course, Antonio Gibson stubbed his toe. Well, I don't even want to say stubbed his toe. It's actually turf toe, but that's just something to monitor as far as if he's going to, you know, if that's going to impact his uh, availability for this week. It's just something to monitor, but. You should definitely add the next man up. He actually had a nice game. Shout out to the Washington football team. Actually knocked off the Steelers, got them their first L. Um, so that's just something we love to see, especially with their coach, Ron Riviera, you know, battling cancer. That's just a uh, great feel-good story with the Washington football team. And then comeback player of the year candidate, Alex Smith. So that team's doing work. All right. My other – actually, my I got a drop for you guys. I already mentioned it earlier, Devontae Booker. I'm not trusting it. So, of course, uh, Josh Jacobs is out. Again, drop Devontae. Let those other teams deal with, you know, the disappointment. So, all right. So since it's the playoffs, I don't have too many ads and drops. And if you're not in the playoffs, don't be that team that's just dropping all your studs. That way the teams that are in can just stack their team. So I just want to call that out. Uh, Make sure you're not that team that's just dropping players unnecessarily. Um, So Dumpgate is still well and alive, especially in the playoffs. We don't, we don't want to go down that path. So if you're not in the playoffs or if you're in the losers or consolidation bracket, just keep your team intact. Leave it as is. Let the teams that are actually in, you know, put in bids and requests for the guys that are out there. So 
I just want to leave you guys with that. Hey, it's been, this was a quick 30 minutes, believe it or not, but uh, I do want to shout out Black and White Sports. Um, I don't think they're doing the Taco Tuesday today, um, so make sure you guys check them out next week. We're also planning to have them on the show this week that way, we, or next week. That way we can check in on their teams. Hopefully we helped you guys out this season. Um, hit us up directly if you got playoff questions, lineup questions. Hey, let's just uh, keep pressing forward. Remember to always dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. And until next week, we'll check in, dominate, good luck, rest of the way.